Hi, my name is Duncan and we are the Fancy Football Fanatics. I'm joined by Ben in LA and Andy in San Fran. Andy, what was your football highlight of game week 10? So my football highlight was this morning um, because I I missed all of the games yesterday. Um, I saw, it's often a highlight of mine that doesn't quite make it into the pod, so I'm glad I'm going to talk about it this time, is watching Wilfred Zaha play. Because every time I watch him, he just does so many good things. He's so strong and quick and skillful. He gets the ball. In the game this morning where he had, um, had four players around him. And he managed to like dance his way past all of them before he was fouled by the fifth player. And I just thought there's no one else right now in the league who would even like consider the right thing to do when surrounded by four players to try and dribble their way out of it like that and actually succeed. And he did things like that so many times during the game, and he, which he seems to do every week at Palace. So um, I thought I'd talk a little bit about how amazing Wilfred Zaha is because I really, really enjoy watching him play. Yeah, and he kind of has to do that, doesn't he? Because the, the plan to stop Palace is stop Zaha. So there's five men to get past every time. Yeah, and the plan for Palace to attack is to get to Zaha. He Arsenal winning, <laughs> which is good. Yeah, of course that's good. <laughs> he stopped Arsenal winning. <laughs> Yeah, and he got an assist yeah. <laughs> and I've got rid of him. So annoying. What was your football highlight of the week, Ben? Um, my football highlight of the week is actually um, a shout out to our gut punts. I think this is the first week where three out of our four gut punts scored. So uh, Pereira, Delefeu and Brooks from Bournemouth. And honorary shout out to Andy's Tom Finn's pick. I think he caused some issues in the court, the corner kick with where the penalty yeah, came from. So um, he nearly, he nearly got in the end of a few corners. Yeah, so close to being a full a hat trick. So... Well, a full house. Um, it yeah, was so shout. annoying watching him because every single corner. They seem to be like directed at Tompkins, and I'm like watching him under the ball, going, "Come on, Tompkins, score every time!" And he just either settled over his head or lost the header or something every time. <laughs> and at one point, he was being marked by Bellerin, who must be about a foot smaller than him, <laughs> but still didn't score. And um, my football highlight of the week, um, I think I sent this to you guys on WhatsApp early in the week, was um, Billericay Town um, and their manager's team talk before their cup final. Um, making or kind of forcing them all to sing World's Greatest um, R. Kelly song. And there's a video of it going around on the internet. And it's just hilarious. He's kind of, he's making them sing it in the dressing room before the game. And he's really into it. And anyone who's kind of opening their eyes or laughing, he's just like, shut up, feel it, close your eyes, feel it. Um, <laughs> and they went on to, they went on to win 8-3. So it, it clearly works. Um Maybe it's something we should consider doing at the start of the pod just to focus us. Or maybe not. <laughs> um, ben, if you, can, if you can tweet that as well, that would be great. So people can see yeah, yeah. I'll, I tweet recommend it. It. I'll tweet it. Yeah. Um, so I think a pretty good week all round, um, points-wise. Ben, I think you're top of the pile at the moment. How, how did you get on? Um, yeah, I did. I think I'll have a green arrow i got 80 points this week and my current rank from yesterday which hasn't been updated is 1620th in the world which is nuts i've never been this high before and i credit the pod the group um so i screen yeah group think um so going through my team quickly i Decided to play Matt Ryan instead of Patricio this week, which really worked out well. Matt Ryan got 10 points. And I, it was kind of a toss-up, but I, I did it because I wanted to block Matt, and <laughs> it worked. Um, so that's good. Um, my transfer this week was a bit of a mistake. So I brought Robertson back in for Trippier, and Robertson got immediately dropped. Um, so he got zero points, but I feel okay about that long-term holding Robertson. Um, as Andy kind of predicted too, Trent, Trent started this weekend. Um, Andy started in the Champions League, so unclear if he's got his spot back or they're just rotating him in Gomez, but um, I stuck with Trent, but Liverpool somehow didn't keep a clean sheet against uh, Cardiff. And then Alonso got me 11 points today. I think the big win for me was um, obviously Salah got a goal and two assists and I captained him. 
but also the Bournemouth the Bournemouth boys did really well again. Um, I had Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson, and they uh, Bournemouth beat Fulham three 0 I think Fulham are one of the worst defensive teams in the league. I, I think the manager will probably get sacked soon. Um, but yeah, overall pretty good week. So um, I think I have some some decisions to make coming up. But overall, I think with happy. the Robertson being benched this week, kind of reminds me of a comment that offhand comment that Klopp made just before or as the Champions League games were starting um, a month or two ago. He basically said that it will become the norm that I rotate a lot more now the Champions League is starting. And I think that's definitely started to happen. Like Moreno getting minutes, Alexander-Arnold in and out of the team, Lovren out out of the team, Gomez out of the team. So I don't think he can rotate his his attacking players as much. Sturridge has got minutes, but I think at the back, he's got a few more options. So yeah, maybe Robertson bench now means that he won't get benched again for a while, hopefully. Yeah, I, I spend to be back next week because I think the midweek games are are they League Cup or FA Cup? I forget. I would expect. I would hope Moreno plays. Yeah, in the League yeah, Cup. I'm sure. And um, with your Bournemouth players, are they going to give you a little bit of a headache now? I mean, their fixtures slightly turn, um, but their form is pretty good. So, are you going to get rid? You've got two, or are you going to stick with it in their good form? Yeah, they've definitely given me a headache. I think what I might do is just hedge and keep one of them um, to see if Bournemouth can power through with their good run. Because, I mean, their fixtures are really difficult. They have Man United, Arsenal, Man City, Liverpool in the next six. So, um, we'll see. I'll, pro- I'll probably get rid of one of them coming up. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think if I was going to do that, then the cheap one is Fraser to keep, whereas Wilson's a little bit more pricey. But you just have to see how your team works out. Um, next up at the moment, I think, is me, although our scores haven't fully updated yet. Um, I'm on 75. I've got six points to come off the bench because I've got a very similar team to you, Ben, and I made the same decision as you. Um, without knowing it, I brought in... Robertson in for Trippier so I had Trent and I had Robertson to play um bit of a mistake but yeah like you say gonna hold on my issue this week I great score I'm really happy with that but um Hazard and Arnautovic who I brought in last week didn't start and obviously Robertson didn't start so digging into my bench quite a lot which doesn't have a lot of points on it um so yeah good week not really making any ground on you, which is a bit of a shame you're pulling away now. But if I can, if Aguero gets some points tomorrow night, then I'm hopefully safe back inside the top top 10K. So really happy with that. And yeah, the same same issues with you, I think. Um, the two Bournemouth players and Arnie, whether, whether that's a one-off or whether that's going to keep on happening. Um, just doesn't seem to be a lot of options up front. Like um, Aguero is getting 60 minutes and I think I'm going to stick with him because Man City scores so many goals and he gets so many shots. But apart from that, I'm I'm looking at maybe downgrading to a 4.5 and getting maybe one other strike, but I just, I can't really see the options at the moment. Um, Yeah. So that was my game week. Andy, how did you get on? So I'm on 72 right now. Um, but I have, because uh, Hazard didn't play, that means I get one of my bench players coming in, which is Richarlison, who got an assist. 27 for the week, um, with where I still to play. Uh, I got, uh, I went for a bit of a maverick pick of uh, Callum Wilson as captain, which came off handsomely. Um, saw him playing Fulham, and I thought, well, Hazard's got a little yellow triangle next to him, he might not play. Um, so I had to either Wilson or... Aguero really and I went for Wilson he came back with uh, with 13 points I got 26 for him um, Alonso got me 11 points uh, Fraser got me 11 points I went with Dubravka in goal um, who got me 9 points which um, was we spoke about this last week when we were looking at, um, at transfers I said that Newcastle defenders look like players to have right now with a easy run coming up and with Benitez as manager so a solid nil-nil there got me 6 points for Yedlin who I brought in off the back of that and 9 points for Dubravka um, so yeah, it's a, I mean, it should be a good game week, but because 
everybody else seems to. It's it's kind of frustrating because I have lots of different players from everybody else in in our, in our league, but they all seem to have just come out with the same number of points. And so when I looked at Sunday's games, I was like, right, well, I've got Alonso and Hazard and Aguero still to play, and then I was, oh, everyone else also has Alonso and Hazard and Aguero still to play. So it's just come out as basically a three point difference, yeah, between all of us. Anyway, so that's what I ended up. I'm, I should be happy with this game leak. Yeah, I think you were so close and you did some great things like captaining Wilson. You could have gone with Lacazette, who is you know, close, closer to being a big hitter. You went with Wilson and it definitely worked out as you don't have Salah. But, you know, the big question for me is you've been talking down Man United for weeks saying that, you know, we should be buying in players who are playing against them. And you left... Your two Everton forward players, Sigurdsson, who's on outrageous form, and Richarlison on the bench. And you played Kennedy instead of... <laughs> yeah, I did. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, Hazard didn't play, so I got Richarlison into my team again anyway. But honestly, I, um, I thought that Everton looked pretty bad last week. And... I just had a hunch that Man U were going to win this week. It was a bit of a maybe that should have been my gut punt last week was for uh, for Man U to win. Um, but yeah, I just I know I, I, I saw that in the tea leaves. I guess um, if you th- if you say Everton are going to lose two one, then you wouldn't necessarily put your Everton present team based on that. Um, Kennedy was playing against Southampton, who are one of the worst teams in the league. So I thought, well, you know, Kennedy might do something there. He'll definitely get one point for a clean sheet, which he did. So I don't know. It, I, I can't say it, it didn't, didn't play out for me because obviously I'd rather have Sigurd in my team than Kennedy. Um, but it wasn't like the most disastrous. It wasn't like the most, it wasn't as illogical a decision as you're making it sound, I don't think. I think I completely disagree. I think it's mad. Sigurdsson's on penalties, he's on set pieces. Um, he's, you know, he's in outrageous form. Madness, absolute madness. I know I've been saying and the other things I haven't been saying Man are rubbish this season I'm, in compared to where they should be they are rubbish but um, they're an upper mid-table team so that's like an even level game between um, Everton and Man U versus an even level game between Newcastle and Southampton yeah I, I still think you've got to you've got to go with your your kind of more expensive players in your starting eleven, and players like Kennedy are to come off the bench or to play them if you have to. Um, but yeah, yeah, I know. And I also, I, I, I did a few maverick things, didn't I? But I had already picked Wilson as my captain and transferred in Yedlin, so possibly should have played it safe there. But I don't know. I just had that gut feeling that um, that Everton were going to lose. Yeah, and still a good score for the game week, so not too bad. Um, how did Matt get on this week? Um, just an honourable mention to him is he's he's not here. 67 points at the moment. Um, Trippier and Aguero still to play. Um, not a lot of points on his bench. And sadly enough, the big news for Matt's team was Isaac's success. His favourite striker, 4.5, played and scored. And he's third sub on his bench. Um, so that's got to be gutting. Um, <laughs> No trust. Yeah, no trust. Player. And also his his wild card, um, sorry, not wild card, his maverick man, Matt Ryan, getting the points. But now it doesn't matter because Ben brought him in and blocked him. Um, okay, so <laughs> um, next up, we're going to, instead of doing a, a quick question round, we're going to have a look at something slightly different. We got a, re- um, a suggestion um, from one of our listeners, Phil, um, to have a look at our watch list and some people we're, we've got in the back of our minds. And I think f- we're going to come to Ben to check out his watch list this week. So, Ben, over to you. Yep. So, my watch list is kind of dependent on the guys I currently have in my team. Um, so, my defender watch list right now is, I think, for value, I'm looking at Lovren um, at 4.9. I know, Duncan, you mentioned there'll be some rotation, but. Um, really good value for Lovren. And then the other the other defenders I were looking at is I, I feel kind of bad not having any City defenders because um, they've kept so many clean sheets in a row and they basically don't give their opposition any possession. So um, Laporte at 5.8 and then Mendy at 6.3. So I'll be kind of eagerly watching the Tottenham game to see how, uh, how Pep lines up and who plays well. And then um, a shout out to some of the Watford defenders 
So Kiko Firmino got 12 points this weekend. Um, I'm still not super convinced with Watford defensively, so probably will hold off on Watford defenders, but I think that's an interesting budget um, route in for defence. Uh, my my midfield watch list, I think there are a lot more options here. So um, the first shout-out is I don't really have any Everton uh, midfielders, and I think they actually play pretty good football. Um, so my two on my watch list are the, you know, the exact same guys that Andy benched this weekend. So uh, Richarlison at 6.8 and Sigurdsson at 7.4. I think if I had the money, I would I would definitely go Siggy. Um, he's on penalties and free kicks, um, and he gets a, a bonus as well. So um, definitely would prefer him, but he is he is a little bit more expensive. Um, the ones that I'm probably most excited about right now, since I have Bournemouth players, are like Watford midfielders, and these were our gut punts last weekend. So Pereira at six point three, and Delafeo at five point four. I think are really interesting. Um, I was looking at some of the stats from this past game week and they both take a lot of shots, especially De La Feo seems like really selfish player, which is great for FPL. So I think both of those guys are, are interesting and it looks like Watford have some of their early season form back. Um, and then the other two on my watch list are Anthony Martial. I mean, he's scored, I think, four goals in three games. He's currently 7.3. Um, he's obviously in really great form. I think that the issue is you never know with Jose if he'll just bench him for Sanchez randomly one weekend when Martial's clearly playing way better. Um, he could have had two goals today. He missed a one-on-one right at the end. So I think he's good. And then Ross Barkley too. I think he got was it a goal and two assists or two goals and one assist today. And he's only 5.7. Um, so he's also really interesting. If He's more of a differential gut punt, I think, because I think he can get rotated with Kovacic and Loftus-Cheek. But it does seem like um, the Chelsea manager is starting him and trusting him. So I think he's also an interesting shout. Uh, my forward watch list is, I don't know, no one. <laughs> uh, I think, Duncan, you said they're really lack of options the only one I'm considering is Arnautovic because West Ham have a really good run coming up um, sea of green but there's always something wrong with him whether it's knee or he has the man flu I don't know um, so I just want to see him get a couple games like actually play a couple games before considering him so yeah that's like kind of my watch list right now I'm probably most excited about Watford players I think it's it's really interesting because um, I like the reason you've kind of highlighted why you're looking at them. You know, Lovren, you've got the price and the poor price and stuff like that and players on form. A lot of them are kind of bargain basement options, which are good to look at, especially when you're thinking about getting rid of players like Fraser or Wilson, um, although not a lot of strikers. But the, the one thing that I've noticed recently looking at planning ahead is the fixtures and the teams that are up there with the good fixtures – aren't particularly the teams you're going to be wanting to bring in too many attacking players in. So Newcastle, Huddersfield, Cardiff, Brighton, um, even Leicester slightly. Um, so, yeah, I think I think you're right to look at other teams and ignore the fixtures slightly and just look at form and price. Um, yeah, the, the other thing I noticed was I looked at the the top 50 or top 100 managers and it seems like they all had got in Watford players like two weeks ago which they've obviously done well doing. I've noticed a lot of them had Pereira one or two weeks ago so um, it's kind of interesting how like the top managers um, have kind of seen these trends a little bit earlier or wanted to go a bit differential and it's paid off for them. Yeah, they've got that spare place in their team to maybe do that with one or two players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Laporte is a great shout. And I don't think it's going to last forever because his price isn't going to stay at that, that if he stays in the team. Um, and Lovren, yeah, I mean, he's so cheap, 4.9. And you can't afford everyone, can you? Um, and you've just got to pick those players who are going to get the minutes, really. Um, yeah, I like it. And Barkley, I just I didn't realise how cheap he was until you said 5.7. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I just don't know if he's going to... I don't know. I feel like there will be rotation, but it's so cheap. Yeah. 
And Chelsea's fixtures are, you know, above average. Um, Crystal Palace and Fulham, the crucial one, coming up in game week 14. Fulham at home. Um, definitely ones to watch. What do you reckon, Andy? Do you like the watch list? Yeah, I do. Um, I think in, in your commentary, Duncan, you said a lot of the teams that um, have good fixtures coming up and maybe not great teams to, to get behind. The one exception to that rule is West Ham, who have fantastic fixtures. Um, and although it's true that Arnautovic isn't necessarily the most reliable in terms of playing every game um, necessarily, they've got a lot of other options too, which I thought I would see on your list, Ben. There's um, the likes of Felipe Anderson and maybe um, McAntonio, who both are good players that have a history of scoring goals in previous seasons. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised none of those were in there. But I think everything else that you've said is is pretty much what I would say too. Um, Martial definitely is on my watch list. Um, I think at 7.3, if he keeps playing, it seems to sort of coincide that Man U score goals and Martial plays um, because it means that Sanchez isn't playing. So that's a... If he's going to play, then probably Man U will play better, I think. Um, so... I was uh, nodding along in agreement when you said that too. Yeah, I think West Ham is a good shout. I think they also have this guy, this youth guy, what's his name? Dian yeah. Garner, 4.5. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he shoots a lot or anything or crosses a lot. So I, I think it'll be interesting to see. Because he seems to have taken Yarmolenko's spot. So, yeah. There's one, one other that I'd mention who I think um, the guys who... Who do the who got the assist uh, who got the assist podcast have been recommending quite a lot recently, which is Camarasa for Cardiff just as a kind of an enabler because he's four point five and he's on set pieces and he he creates quite a few chances for Cardiff with their fixtures looking quite good at the moment and if you've got that you know I've got Dale Stevens on the my third stub at four point four I think he's dropped and it potentially could drop again so. Yeah, bringing someone like that, especially this week with having to use all my bench, it's just something to consider, I think. Yeah. I wish my team was so good that I could play around my third bench spot. But never yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Thanks for that, Ben. Um, next up, we're going to look at um, the upcoming fixtures. And it's you again, Ben, um, as you scored the highest this week. So you've got Bournemouth versus Man United. Uh, yeah. So... Before today's game, um, I was pretty set on playing both my Bournemouth assets against United, but I do actually think Man U have turned a bit of a corner with um, the Chelsea result where we should have won, and then I think I thought we played pretty well against Everton. Um, so I know this is controversial, but I'm going to back Man U to beat Bournemouth, I think. I think we'll beat them. Um, we'll probably concede, but I think we're just playing a lot better um so yeah i see maybe a a 2-1 to man u similar probably similar kind of intensity game to the one at everton um so yeah martial and pogba i think are interesting picks um i will say that lukaku looks awful he came on today and he was just so shot of confidence so i don't know i don't know how Mourinho is going to figure out the striker thing um, but yeah, I think I think I'm going to back Manu to win this one. And in terms of Bournemouth, who are you looking? You mentioned earlier that you you're going to get rid of probably one of your Bournemouth assets, Wilson or Fraser. So, who would you be benching for this game or transferring out? I'm tempted to get rid of Fraser for either Pereira or Delafeu. Um, I know I know Newcastle pretty good defensively, but. I can see Watford scoring against Newcastle away. So that is what I'm thinking about. It could come back to haunt me if Bournemouth score four goals against Man U, but I really think that we might, you know, turn a corner and will be a lot more difficult to beat. So that's what I'm thinking. Fair enough. Andy, what do you reckon? Have you changed your man on Man United? Um, I agree with Ben. I think the, um, the, the second half against Newcastle was a, a big turning point for us with uh, a lot of quite radical decisions made. And it seems like there were some words said at halftime in that game. And we've, we've looked better since then. better. We've moved the ball more quickly. I wouldn't say 
the players are, are playing to the best of their abilities still, but they're at least not looking hopeless like they used to, with the exception of Lukaku. Um, I think the fact that Sanchez hasn't been seen since is also a, a positive sign. So, yeah, I think I agree with Ben that Man U could be sort of, uh, we might have hit rock bottom now and, and are starting to get better again. Lindelof, Lindelof also looks amazing. Like, he was so good against Juventus, and today I thought he was really good too. Well, he was right in the World Cup too, wasn't he? So, yeah. he obviously, there is, there's a good player hiding in there somewhere. <laughs> Deep down. I did not see that yeah. coming based I think on his form last season. Well, I think last season, he, in the, the pre-season, he had this awful, awful game. Um, like the sort of Jonathan Woodgate debut for Real type, type of bad. And I think he just lost confidence there and never really got it back until the World Cup. So I, I agree with Ben. I think he's looking really good this season. And I hope he, he stays as part of our, our back line. I think it's a shame Bailly isn't playing. I think he is better than Smalling. But um, at least one, one of the two big money centre-backs that Jose Sports coming off. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to drag you guys away from Man United because I think you could talk about Man United till the cows come home. Um, uh, next up in the fixtures is is me with Cardiff Leicester. Um, yeah, I think there's something weird going on at Leicester at the moment. Um, I think Claude Puel is having a tricky time. Um, you know, they they struggled to a, a one-one draw. Um, obviously. You know, the awful news of the helicopter crash as well, um, which is probably going to overshadow football terms um, for, you know, you know a good long time in Leicester. Um, but on the pitch, they, they haven't been playing very well. They dropped Vardy, which was a really strange decision. Um, and they've been out of sorts. They lost away to Arsenal um, and they lost away to Everton as well. Um, so I don't think they're going to be particularly back to their old selves against Cardiff. And I think Cardiff are a team whose fixtures are now turned. They're looking better against Liverpool. It wasn't really fair to judge them, but I think they have looked better in recent weeks. Um, and I think this is a, a game where they, one of their set piece routines could actually work out because they've looked so good on those balls to the back post, which Morrison wins, heads it across goal and someone comes in and, and gets a shot on goal or a header on goal. And against the left Leicester defence, which looked kind of very disorganised this game week, I think they could definitely profit from set, set pieces. So, um, yeah, I don't think Leicester players would be, um, Leicester defenders would be ones I'd be targeting this week. And Cardiff, I think those players, like I mentioned before, Camarasa, um, Murphy on the wing, and even up front for them, Patterson, who I think is actually out of position forward. So he's playing up front for Cardiff. He's a 5.2 million midfielder. Just, I mean, just someone to keep in mind. He's got two goals in two games. Um, he's out of position. He looks to have got that starting position up front for Cardiff. So if we're thinking about getting rid of Wilson and thinking about players like Isaac Success just to you know, free up lots of money, he might be a better option, um, a more regular game time and and more points for goals that he does get. So I think he's quite a good shout. Um, yeah. What do you guys reckon, Ben? How about Cardiff-Leicester? Yeah, the only... Are you, are you backing a Cardiff win? It's kind of sounded like you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm not backing Leicester in this game. Yeah. Um, so whether that means it's a draw, um, a score draw... Um, but yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. I'm going to go with Cardiff win. I'm going to go by my analysis and stick yeah, to that. I think it's fair. I think the only thing that might happen is with like the tragedy of the crash and the owner being on the crash, whether it, I don't know, like the team kind of unifies and it translates onto onto the pitch, you know, that, yeah. kind, of, that kind of unity, Yeah. Um, which I could see happening. Um, but yeah, I think they, they up to now have not been playing super well. I agree which is frustrating as a Madison owner. Although I think Madison is still looking good. I think he's still putting good set pieces in and Harry Maguire is still a threat from set pieces. So I'm not looking, he's not, I don't see him as a problem in my team at the moment, really. Yeah. I think I'm just going to leave him through these fixtures and hopefully he can pick up the points over those, over the long term. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Andy, what do you reckon to Everton Brighton? Um, so I will not be benching <laughs> Charles for this game. Are you sure? Uh, <laughs> I expect Everton to. I'm pretty sure on that, yeah. Um, I expect Everton to win this one handsomely. Um, I It's at home. Brighton are obviously better at home than they are away. Um, the sort of the standout players for, for Brighton who've been scoring points have been uh, the defenders, Matt Ryan, Shane Duffy, um, plus, of course, the uh, somehow magically still playing at the age of, what, 35 now, Glenn Murray. Um, Murray may well score against um, Everton, so if you've got him, I wouldn't necessarily bench him because Everton's defence isn't the strongest part of their team. But I'd be surprised if uh, if Duffy and Ryan return the points they have been recently against Everton because they're really good going forward. Um, Sigurdsson, as you say, has been on crazy form. Uh, goals and he takes all the pieces. So definitely he's one to... This might even be a good week. If you're looking at... If he's on your watch list, this might be specifically a good week to transfer him in because I think Brighton generally is a hard game, but Brighton at home is much easier than Brighton away. Um, so yeah, I think those are the players to look out for. Bernard, who we picked out before as a player who looked pretty good for a couple of weeks, seems to have gone off the boil. And likewise, Walcott. So... I think really it, it is Richarlison and Sigurdsson that you might look for. Interestingly, Adam Luckman has been coming on for Bernard in the latter stages of the last couple of games and looked pretty good. He obviously set up the goal last week and he, watching the game this morning, he, he looked pretty tasty. So I wonder whether he might be coming in for either Walcott or Bernard next week. I'll be looking out for that. Yeah, good show. I, I, the, the one I like the look of in the Brighton attack at the moment, just for his price really in the position he's playing on the pitch, is uh, Solly March at um, five million. I know he hasn't got any returns. Where you know he's only got an assist yet this season, but with their fixtures and with the position he's playing in the team, just behind Murray, um, I just thought he was quite a nice option. Looked quite involved in uh, this game week. But that might be a little bit I out there. The game, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, he's He's been a sort of in and around the first team player for Brighton for quite a long time now and hasn't really done anything with that. Um, I think if I were going to look at Brighton to bring in, it would be Glenn Murray, right? Because we've been talking about how there's a bit of a, a scarcity of decent striking options this season. Um, and a lot of us are looking at getting rid of Wilson, which either you, you spend a load of extra money and go for an outage um, for pretty similar money to Wilson with a much better set of fixtures or he might be a decent alternative I just think for me if you're going to bring in a Brighton player I would be bringing in a Brighton defender it, I don't think Brighton are a team who score a lot of goals and I think you know players like Ryan and Duffy you know Duffy got so many chances and should have he had a you know the goal at his mercy a couple of times uh, against Wolves I think they're the players that I'd be targeting rather than than Murray just because I think they're going to try and concede less than they're going to try and score or try and try and concede yeah. less goals. Yeah. I think, I think that's true. Um, the reason I would look at Murray is not necessarily because I believe that he's going to score loads of points. It's that he's a bit cheaper than on and just because there isn't really anybody else to play up front. So I figure by spending extra money on your defenders, you might get better value than spending extra money on a striker right now. Yeah, and he's definitely not. He's a man on form, isn't he? So, um, both good options, I yeah. think. Um, question: Does Glenn Murray have more or less points than Harry Kane this season? It's got to be more because you've asked Ooh. that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't look it up either. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's got to be more, hasn't it? He has exactly the same points, and he is half as cheap. It's kind of crazy. That is crazy. He's he's always yeah. up there in the top English goal scorers, isn't he? Partly because there aren't very many, but uh, yeah, <laughs> not having the great season. Um, next up, it is Ben with Newcastle Watford, his new favourite team. Yeah, my new favourite team. So I'm gonna, I have to back them to win. I think they'll they'll beat Newcastle. Um, I know Andy Andy's a prediction of Newcastle keeping a clean sheet. Um, happened this week. I think they would do really well to keep Wofford out. Um, I know they're strong at home. 
Um, but yeah, I, I fancy a Watford win here. Maybe a a two nil or a two one. Um, and I, I shout out all the guys on my watch list: Delafeu, Pereira. Um, some of their defenders might be good for this game because Newcastle aren't, aren't that attacking as well. Um, so Firminia, and then I don't know what happened to Troy Deeney. I guess he's still out. So maybe Isaac Success. I don't know. I think Isaac Success is <laughs> is the enabler up front if you want a four point five striker who might play here and there. But he's he's not surely at the moment. He's not going to be someone you're bringing in for points. Yeah, but if you're Matt, maybe you, you start him this game. I don't know. Yeah, true. Yeah, not, not a bad shout. I mean, if you're going to start him any week, then this would be where he might get some game time and he's got a little bit of form. Um, what about Newcastle? Is there anyone you pick out from Newcastle? Um, I mean, just their, their defence, like Andy has spoken about quite a while. Um, they are good defensively. So Dubravka, Yedlin, Lascelles. I just think Watford are a really good attacking team. So if they can keep a clean sheet against Watford, then I think that kind of vindicates that this their defence is for real. I think this will be a big test, though. Yeah, definitely. A team on form. Um, and Pereira, just that goal he scored. I mean, I was surprised that wasn't in our highlights of the week. It was unbelievable. Going past about eight players. Shocking defending, though. It, so was, shocking. it was shocking defending and goalkeeping. Um, okay, next up is me, and I've got West Ham Burnley. Um, I think uh, I think West Ham struggled a, a little bit, obviously, after Mark Noble's sending off, um, and they're going to be missing him in this game. Um, they missed Arnautovic. Um, I think a lot of it will now, a lot of West Ham's attacking output is going to be on the shoulders of Felipe Anderson. Um, you know, they've got quite a few injuries in their team now. Yarmolenko, um, Obiang is also injured. Um, you know, they've got long-term injuries to players like Wilshire and Lanzini, um, Andy Carroll, the perennially injured player. So it's not starting to look good from a, a squad point of view for West Ham. Um but I think there are still players, you know, if Arnautovic plays, then he is he is the man to have up front in this game week against Burnley. Um, I wouldn't be backing Burnley players in this game. I'd be looking at um, West Ham options rather than Burnley options. I think, Ben, you mentioned Dian Garner at 4.5. He's not a man to bring in yet, but I think he's one to watch to see if he stays in the team. Um, I think... One kind of shout out to a player I mentioned a few weeks ago, possibly Balbuena, who's been a bit of a threat from set pieces, got his goal after the second attempt. Um, yeah. Um, and my man Fabianski finally returned some points um, on the back of uh, seven saves, got six points. Um, so keeping him vaguely in touch with Matt Ryan this week. Um, yeah, Ooh. I think. You were so close. You were so close to a huge point yeah. score for Fabianski. And then yeah. he conceded right at the end. 88 minutes or 89 minutes, something like that. I, I didn't see the game, so luckily I, I wasn't tortured by that. Um, but yeah, hopefully he can keep returning. And he obviously gets all the saves. Um, he has done for years. One, one man I think who I should mention again is Snodgrass at 5.3. Um, he, he looked like he was a quite an important player for West Ham um, in this game. Felipe Anderson as well, both of them standing over set pieces. I think those two players are going to be in the team quite a lot and attacking output is going to be quite reliant on them now. Yarmolenko's out and Arnautovic is in and out of the team. Um, so yeah, those would be my only pick-outs. I don't know if you guys have any others. Mm, no. Burnley are bad. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Andy, you've got quite a quite a good game next. You've got Arsenal Liverpool. What do you reckon for fancy assets? Um, this is one where I'm I'm ruining the decision not to have Mo Salah in my team because I think uh, he's he's recently hit a bit of form and Arsenal are much better going forward than they are defending. Um, what it, it, it's very interesting. If you're watching Lacazette this week as well. I thought he really struggled 
um, against Palace, which I wasn't really expecting. I think maybe some of his early season form is starting to ebb away now. So I'm definitely calling this as a Liverpool win. Sorry, Duncan. Um, and I think it's it's one to pick your. Uh, I think both. It's likely that both teams will score. Um, but I see I see Liverpool coming away with a two one or a three one win out of this game. So that means you'd be looking at Mane, you'd be looking at Salah, um, Firmino often games, so maybe him. Um, that if you've got any of those players, I'd put them into your team. Um, I would if you have anyone who has Bamiang, I'd be looking to pick him for this one too because I think it's likely that um, whether it's Gomez or Alexander Arnold playing at right back, they're both relatively inexperienced and could be exposed by someone of his kind of pace and guile. Um, and certainly if he gets past them and imagine Aubameyang running at Mustafi it's not going to be fun is it so I think um, also, if you've got attacking players on, on either side I'd, I'd be looking to play them Lacazette I'm really having second thoughts about it at the moment I'm going to be using this game to judge him and if he doesn't play well then he might be uh, might be out for an alternative um, might be the moment that I switch to on Antovic. Um yeah that's kind of my uh, the assets that I would pick up for this game don't don't play defenders in this game. With my advice. I think that's a, a really good shout. I think this this fixture has a history of high scoring games. Arsenal, Liverpool. You know we've had a lot of four threes, four alls. Um, I think that we might even got five goals quite a few times away against Liverpool. I think that the problem with that history now is that Liverpool have solidified at the back and Van Dijk has has changed their defence quite a lot and obviously Allison in goal as well. So I think. I think, like you say, your prediction is pretty fair. I think Liverpool will still score the goals because Arsenal's defence is still pretty disorganised. Um, but whether Arsenal will get as many as Liverpool, I don't think so. Yeah, I think 3-1 um, is not a bad prediction at all. Liverpool are back on form, Salah back on form, and Mane returning to the kind of early season form he had as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I would be going with my attackers. And the only thing about Lacazette is that he is... He does like scoring at home, so if if he is going to do it, then this is the game where he's more likely to do it than away to Liverpool, away to the big teams. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you reckon, Ben? Yeah, I agree. Um, the only thing I would say is if you guys play Granite Zaka left back again, you guys are toast because <laughs> Salah will <laughs> just kill him. I don't know That's... what happened. To... I don't know what happened with your left back, but um, it could be bad news. That is a great shout, yeah, because at the moment, uh, Jack is filling in because Lichtensteiner playing out of position um, just looks all at sea. I mean, Lichtensteiner, this whole season, every time he gets the ball, he just looks completely off the pace and is trying to foul people to stay in the game. Um, so at the moment, Emery's playing um, Xhaka mainly because he has a left foot um, and he is ostensibly a defensive player. But um, you're so right. That is the great pick, is Salah against him for pace and dribbling. Um, yeah. <laughs> Potential captain. You know what, though? I did, I did really enjoy um, the one thing, Xhaka at left-back, which is, there's about two or three times in the game uh, today, he sort of got the ball in a position that left-backs often get the ball and don't really have anywhere to go, so they just sort of pass it to other or the centre-back. But Xhaka being a, a midfield player, really, who his strength is his passing range, for him, the percentage pass was to ping it right across field to the right-back. It was like beautifully weighted pass right to um, either... I think it was Nick Steiner was playing at right-back, wasn't he? So right to his feet. And it's like, how is that the right position i've never seen a player like look at this pitch and decide that that's the right thing to do but it's because he has such a different set of abilities from a, a regular left back that that was just that was the percentage pass for him. yeah it's the kind of guardiola thing isn't it play your midfielders as fullback like delf and the passing range just so much better and um, but probably not the pace yeah which we'll see this weekend <laughs> definitely want to watch great shout ben just for injury news on monreal or or klasenach um and how long it is until they come back whether they're going to be back for this game um, next up is Ben with Wolves Spurs yeah so I think this is dependent on I want to see how Spurs get on tomorrow Wolves have lost three on the bounce against Brighton um, Watford and Crystal Palace no I think they beat Palace so they've lost two on the bounce um, I'm actually 
think this is a game where they'll turn it around, actually. So I can see them getting a, a draw here, like a nil-nil or a 1-1. Because um, Spurs haven't been playing super well unless they turn it around tomorrow. And Wolves being at home, I feel like this could be a turnaround game for them. Um, so I wouldn't feel too bad playing my Wolves, my Wolves players. Um, Spurs, I, you know, no one really super exciting. I know Ericsson's back now, so let's see if he can get them going. In, in which case, I think Kane gets better output if Ericsson's playing well. Um, but yeah, I think Wolves will make this a difficult game, so I'm, I'm backing them to maybe get a draw or maybe even sneak out a win. I'm watching the, the game this week. Doherty was still phenomenally attacking. The, the chances he was creating and getting was unbelievable. I assumed that he wasn't going to be that involved having looked at um, the bonus points, but he really was. Yeah, I read he had more, sh- more shots than anyone else this week, including Salah. I think he had like five or six shots on goal. Um, so I really dodged a bullet because I, don't, I haven't owned him all season. So I feel quite lucky. Yeah, same. And I, I was hoping that these two fixtures uh, coming up, I think they've got Spurs and then they've got another tough fixture were, you know, good reasons for me not to hold off getting him in. But he looked really scary this game week. Um, and more shots than Salah is, is scarier still. Um, what about... Um, Raul up front for Wolves, Jimenez. Do you think he's he's still an option or do you think he's it's time to move on from him? Yeah, I, I know some people brought him in. Um, I kind of never never rated him from like the eye test perspective. So I, I never even considered him. Um, but yeah, I feel like he hasn't been doing it right. So um, it could be a good time to move on to Arnautovic if, if, um, if you don't have him yet. Yeah, and um, I feel like he's a bit of a Giroud type, where uh, his main role isn't necessarily to score so much as to enable others like Doherty, <laughs> apparently <laughs> to, to to shoot. So um, I think his position is a bit of like his official position as a forward is a bit kind of disingenuous in terms of his goal for it. And in terms of fantasy option, Giroud clearly not a great one, and Jimenez probably the same then. But it's just his price, I think, that was quite good when he was five point five, and he was getting those assists. Um, next up is quite an easy one for me: Man City Southampton. I think um, this is where a lot of transfers are going to be flocking um, for this game week. I think my transfer is going to be aiming for this game. Yeah, I think Aguero captaincy is a great shout. Um, I think getting your your City defenders, because this looks like a guaranteed clean sheet for City defenders. Um, it's probably less of a roulette in midfield than it was before for City. I think De Bruyne, um, Silva are much more assured of starts than um, some of the other players would have been. But... Um, Maybe a time to move on to Bruno before the price goes up for a good fixture like this as well. And he's shown some form with the assist he got in the Champions League and um, playing more minutes. So maybe now is the time to go for that De Bruyne transfer, Andy. What do you reckon? I'm thinking about it. Um, the, what's tricky about that for me is that I don't really want to transfer out either Richarlison or, or Sigurdsson this week which I would have to do to bring in De Bruyne. So might not do it, but I'm, I'm thinking hard about it. Oh, he's, De Bruyne has already gone up, actually. He's already got from 9.7 to 9.8. Um, so that very cheap price has, has gone, but he's still still a good price for De Bruyne for a player who was over 200 points last season. Um, yeah, there's not much more to say about this game, I don't think. Um getting those City players that you think are going to start the game because I think they're going to get points. Um, Andy, what do you reckon to Chelsea Crystal Palace? Well, Chelsea were really interesting this week because although Barkley is obviously getting a lot of headlines for the form he's showing in uh, keeping Kovacic out of the team, Morata scored as well. He did so in the absence of Eden Hazard. And I wonder how significant that is uh, in, the, in the long-term sort of scheme of things, because although scoring is obviously good, 
Um, he hasn't ever done that with Hazard in the team, and Hazard you would expect to be back weak. Um, I guess that having scored, he'll play again. But will he? Will he be as good? And will Hazard be as good without Giroud? So although you'd look at Chelsea Crystal Palace and think, oh, that's a, a nailed on Chelsea win, I think Sarri's got some quite interesting decisions to make about his team right now. Palace seem to have hit form recently, which is kind of a shame because they've done it hit a really difficult run of fixtures. But I, I think Chelsea are in for a difficult time in that game. Um, and I think you could be looking at maybe Giroud coming on in the final minutes and like assisting a, a goal for Hazard or something as the decider. So it's not, I don't think, a game to, despite Palace's position in the league, I don't think it's a, a time to be kept um, Captain Aguero this week for that reason. Um, it's possible that Zaha will just turn it on and score a goal or set one up for Van Aanholt or something like that. So it could be that the Palace score, the Palace score in this game and it could even be one all. But I think it's going to be a really, really close game. Ben, what do you reckon? Do you agree? Close game or a, a Chelsea walk it? Um, I think Chelsea will win. I kind of agree with Andy that I don't think Palace will be whipping boys or anything like that. Because um, it, it also is kind of like a London derby too. So they'll probably be up for it. I, I just think Chelsea have too much quality in their team, especially if Hazard comes back. Um. But yeah, I see. I see a Chelsea win, maybe a hard-fought win, though. Yeah, I don't know. I I think um, we mentioned him before in your watch list, but Barkley, I think at his price where he is now and the position he's playing on the pitch, um, Crystal Palace at home and then Everton at home, Tottenham away and then Fulham at home. Those are three home games in four and three great home games, especially for Barkley playing against Everton. Um, his old team. I think this might be a week where moving on a Chelsea player at that price might be a, quite a good one. I know his start is not completely assured, but I think he's definitely got the... He's definitely, you know, um, Sarri was saying how much he liked him at the start of the season, despite him not being in the team. He definitely, I think, he seems to prefer him to, to Kovacic now. It hasn't made a huge impact, I don't think. Um, definitely not same lines as Jorginho so yeah I think this might not be a bad time to bring in Barkley if you're going if you're going to think about it um, players of the same price like Fraser's maybe are not an area to move on um, yeah I, I I think um, I think he has a fair prediction Andy that it's going to be a tight game um, potentially a, a Chelsea kind of narrow win um, yeah good shout Ben what do you reckon to the last one of the weekend how does field Fulham Oof. I think this is already a, a relegation six-pointer for both these teams. Um, honestly, I have no idea. This is like a flip a coin who's going to do well this game. Um, Fulham ca- cannot defend at all. Um, Huddersfield can't really attack at all. They don't really have a striker who's any good. Um, so I think if Huddersfield win this, then Fulham will definitely sack their manager if he's not sacked before this. Um, but it could also be one of those games where Fulham's attacking talent turns it on and they manage to win quite comfortably with like uh, Schurler and Seri and Mitrovic and Sessegnon. Um But yeah, I, I honestly don't know how, how it will go. Um, I think hard to predict this one. I think a big thing for Fulham is it sounds like Tom Kearney might be back for this fixture. Um, I think he was pretty close. Um, he got 30 minutes against Bournemouth. Um, so I think that might make quite a big difference to, to Fulham's game. They might be able to keep the ball a lot more. Um, him playing alongside Seri, it's a bit more of a platform in midfield. Um, so yeah, in terms of attacking up, but hopefully um, they can create more chances and keep the ball more away from their defence, which is obviously terrible, like you said. Um, so that's my only thing for Fulham. I think probably as football sides, Fulham are probably the better one going forwards and both defences are terrible. So I think Fulham would be where my money would be for goals. Um, but yeah, what, what do you reckon to Mitrovic? Have either of you got them got him in your team? 
Yeah, I do. I'm giving him one more game, which is this game. <laughs> and then I'll I'll probably ship him to Arnautovic. Because, um, yeah, Fulham just don't look good. Um, so I'm hoping he can still produce something this game. And then I kind of want to see if Arnautovic actually gets, like, starts playing some football before I bring him in. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give Mitrovic one more week. But I don't love him in my side right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about um, whipping boys for this week? Does anyone have any different uh, whipping boy to Southampton uh, away to Man City? No. Okay. They are <laughs> <Nope>. the whippers. <laughs> um, ben, do you want to go first with your gut punt for this week? Um, my gut punt is I'm going to bring him back, uh, Paul Pogba. Um. I think he looked really good today. Obviously on penalties, even though he missed with his ridiculous run-up. Um, Bournemouth have kept some clean sheets, but I think um, are a little suspect defensively. So I'm going to bring back Paul Pogba. I think that's a good shout, yeah. Um, Andy, what about you for your gut punt? doesn't sound great saying Anthony Martial after... Ben's just said Paul Pogba does it, but that's, that's who I had planned to say. Um, I think he's going to keep playing and I think he's going to keep scoring. So he is my gut punt. Yeah, the, the tide has turned with the Man U fans who were so down on your team a couple of weeks ago and now, now fully back. back. Yeah, you're back. Um, that remains to be seen. Difference dropping Sanchez can make. <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't think he's dropped, is he? I think he's injured. I think that's that's what they're saying, that he's injured. I hope he stays injured for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think um, I think my gut punt for this week is Ross Barkley. We've mentioned him quite a few times, but I just think he's on great form um, and they're at home against a team who haven't been brilliant at the back. So... Yeah, I think he's going to be my gut punt for this week. Um, what about clean sheets? Ben, can you see many clean sheets? I'll go Man City first. Okay. I'm next up. Man, it's tough this week. I think I'm going to go for Watford. Andy. Ooh. Because normally you look at who's playing Huddersfield and who's playing Fulham, but they're playing each other, aren't they? <laughs> Easy to predict who's going to keep a clean sheet there. Um, maybe West Ham against Burnley. Okay. I think we've definitely realised this is quite a tough week for clean sheets. Ben, what do you reckon? Any more? Uh, maybe Spurs. Spurs are winning. Yeah. I have a hunch that... Um, well, I see Wolves as a team that ups their game against the big teams. Um, I think Nuno Espirito Santo possibly fancies himself as uh, the next manager of one of the big six. So he seems to get his team pumped for those games. They've got a, they've got a result against City earlier this yeah. season and against Man U. So I reckon they'll be really up for that game at home as well. Yeah, they, yeah, that 1-1 against Man City is a, a good kind of gauge, isn't it? I, I reckon next up for clean sheet, next potential one is Chelsea, home to Palace. Um, Andy, can you see any left? I could possibly see Cardiff Leicester ending nil nil. Yeah, but I think we're we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we are. Okay. Um, what about captains and transfers, Ben? I'm going to come to you first. Um, so my captain will be Aguero. Um, I think Andy touched upon Hazard also still has his potential back injury. So don't want to risk it with Hazard captain. So we'll go Aguero and hopefully I'm, I'm fully expecting him not to start in the league cup game. So transfers. Hmm. I, I've been bigging up Watford, so I, I may do Frazier to either Pereira or Delefeu. And then 
I may, I'm tempted to do a hit where I do Alex, Trent Alexander-Arnold to a Man City defender. Either Mendy, if I can afford it, I need to figure it out. Or if I can't afford it, Laporte. So um, I kind of like taking hits when I'm doing well because, you know, I kind of bank some points. So um, those are the two. And you've got quite a lot of money in your bank. I'm you've got kind about. of 1.5 in your bank at the moment, right? Yeah, not as much as I think Andy has a yeah, lot Andy. of money. <laughs> but yeah, I want I kinda wanna spend it. <laughs> Andy's saving his money. <laughs> yeah, you get to keep it for next year, it. right? That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> He's building for next season. Um I transfers for me, I think I'm my plan my little kind of plan I had was Robertson in this week and next week. Um, Trent out for Mendy so I think barring um, any news on Arnautovic or Hazard I am hopefully going to be able to stick to that strategy Um, because I just think looking at Mendy's points per game he's the highest defender for points per game this season Um, and I think that's probably going to continue Um, plus you know Trent's uh, getting dropped here and there if Mendy gets dropped here and there he's probably um, more likely to score more points over the season so I think it's definitely an upgrade um, and captain is going to be Aguero I think now hopefully I'm going to be in top 10,000 after this game week and I think the plan is just to keep things keep things sensible um, rather than taking big risks just so I can uh, stay up there for the, hopefully as long as I can um, Andy what about you? Um I have three transfers that I want to do, and I'm trying to figure out what the best. So I've got Fraser, Kennedy, and Lacazette and replace with Arnautovic, Barkley, and De Bruyne. Who were your three you wanted to get rid of? Fraser, Kennedy, and Lacazette. Now... I am just short, just just short of the money that I need to do Fraser for um, for De Bruyne this week. I'm point two million short, so I can't do that unless I take a hit. So, and conversely, if I don't do that, so I, I would then miss out on De Bruyne against Southampton, and the next week it's uh, the Manchester derby. So it would make sense to do De Bruyne after that week. Um, so really, what I'm looking out for is to see whether Arnautovic is back next week. I'm going to hold off until the last minute, and if that yellow sign above Arnautovic's head goes away, then I will do Lacazette for Arnautovic and probably take a hit to get um, De Bruyne in against Southampton. Then the following week would be Kennedy for Barkley. Okay. But it all depends on Arnautovic. He's the key. What if he's what if he's got a yellow flag on him? Then I'm I'm really not sure what to do to be honest with you. Um probably it would be Kennedy for Barkley. Because that's what I can afford to do. But it's a pretty tricky call. Yeah, I mean sounds like Kennedy to Barkley is the transfer to make, so you can cash in on, on Barkley while he's cheap and while he's got those fixtures. But um yeah. It's it's kind of up to you, I guess. Um, well, he's still going. He's not. He's not going to be like eight million is he, in a couple of weeks' time. So I'd only be. I'd only be losing out by one week by 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 waiting. So I might lose out on a, a point one or a point two or something. But when you've got three point eight million in the bank, like I'm not really worried about losing point two million. Yeah, and the the fixture the following week is Everton at home. So that's the big one for Barkley. Um, well, and, and and beyond that as well, like their their fixture list looks pretty kind. Beyond that as well, let me just have a look at what it actually is. Um, but I, I think that um, they've got Fulham coming up as well, haven't they? And um, Wolves, they've they've so they've got kind of a mixed fixture list with a couple of kind home games, like you say, Everton and then Fulham. Then they've got Man City, and after that, it gets easy again. So it's a sort of long term investment. I feel like as long as Barkley holds his place in the side, um, there's a lot of of, of positives coming up where at, at less than 6 million he's definitely going to be good value for that 
Okay. Yeah. Um, good shout. I think um, that's probably us. If if you don't already follow us on uh, Twitter, give us a follow at FPL FF Fanatics um, or get in touch with us there. DM us. Um, yeah. Thank you very much, guys. Um, nice pod. Um, it's goodbye from me, Andy. Say goodbye. Uh, goodbye, and here's to uh, another Man U victory next week. Say goodbye, Ben. Goodbye.